Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit. Whatever the fuck that means. Hello, Olivia. How are you? Hi, Chrissy. I'm good. How are you? (laughs) I'm great. I'm your host, Chrissy Grody. Olivia Johnson, creator of the fashion and lifestyle blog Bobbles to Bubbles, is back to guest co-host with me. We're going to run through the intro portion of the show. We'll cover our three questions, and then we will dive into the main guest who is bringing a hot, hot dance cardio brand to Cincinnati. But to kick us off, Olivia, what's been your favorite workout? So I have kind of gone back to basics these past few weeks. Now that the weather is nice, this is my favorite time of year. And the whole month of May, it was raining. So I have been- The whole month of May. The whole month. And I was inside. It was like so depressing outside. So I have just been going outside and running and walking. And i that's the most basic workout there is, but it has been life-changing for me, especially this, what we're going through right now. I could not agree more. Like walking has absolutely saved my existence. If this quarantine would have happened in like January, February, forget it. Oh my forget God. It. No, it, it, wouldn't it. Have, I, no. <laughs> would have not been pretty. And I, I, I just, I, I'm like, I know we were talking about this too. Like I'm socializing with people through walking. So my fiance and I have been walking or I'll meet my mom somewhere. Cause I like, you know, don't see her a ton right now. So we'll go on a socially distanced walk and catch up and it's awesome. We'll go to Eden park or go somewhere around the city. So you're kind of, getting out, getting to see the city, enjoy the weather, and having some type of social interaction with somebody. No, I, I couldn't agree more. Nothing is better. And we were chatting about this earlier. I'm I'm done with making social plans. Yes. I'm just, I'm, I'm consistently disappointed time after time. And so now I'm like, if you want, if, if we want to do anything, if you want to see me, if you want to hang out, just let's go for a walk. Yes. I'll, I'll meet you somewhere. That's what I'm like. I'm that's the extent to my planning these days. And then I have, I haven't started this workout yet, but I'm very excited to. And I wanted to ask you if you've been doing this. My brother, he does like kind of MMA fighting and he actually trains at a gym in Milwaukee for like wow. the past five years. And he has been on me to get into boxing. And I, I just bought boxing gloves. I just bought these like fancy like custom boxing gloves from some Thailand, like Taiwan company that he told me about. And they just came and I'm so excited. I love boxing. Um, I actually even have like the hand pads. Uh-huh. So once you get a few classes under your belt, we'll have to meet at a park and I can give you some combinations. Yes. On the hand pads. I would I don't know anything about boxing. All I have are the gloves. They're Kelly Green, and I'm that's I, I'm excited. But I've never even thrown a punch in my life. So, um, d- does it? Did he give you like videos or something to watch, or is he just like throwing no. you to the wall? He's. I think he's the favorite in the family. He came home from Milwaukee for the pandemic, and he convinced my parents to install um, punching bags in our basement, my parents' basement, multiple bags at that. So there's an interchangeable hook. He has a water, all sorts of bags that I know I nothing about, that. and he said order these gloves and you're going to come over and I'm going to show you how to do these workouts. So that's perfect. That's perfect. Yes. You'll have like a personal trainer that's going to help you learn. Exactly. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. And I, everybody raves about boxing and I feel like I need a good arm workout and I've heard that does the trick. Oh, for sure. It's great. I mean, like cardio wise for your arms, your core, your legs. I mean, it is, it's truly a full body workout. And I, I've never, felt as utterly exhausted as I have when I'm like 
in the ring sparring one or just like hitting hand pads because it totally is like your whole body is engaged. Oh, I, I'm so excited. I need something like that. I just want to do like a drenched in sweat type of workout. I'm excited for you. Thank you. That'll be fun. Let me know how, how it goes and if you want to meet up after you've oh, got Oh, for some... sure. I'm glad you have some experience. I figured you would. So that's yeah. exciting. Yeah, no, that's great. So speaking of uh, run walks, my favorite workout lately was a five-mile run walk that I went on. And it was only my favorite because I got a really good base tan during it. Otherwise, I hated it. Yes. Oh, the tan I, has been magical this for this past few weeks. Like, like that is the that was the best part of my workout was that I got a lot of sun because I was yes. out there for like an hour and twenty minutes. But I went out with Brad, who this is a good time to bring this up. Um, Brad has been employed as my sound engineer since quarantine. So since we're not <laughs> recording in a studio, the production of the podcast takes a lot more work. So shout out to Brad for keeping your listening experience a 10 out of 10. Uh, but anyway, so we started up in, in OTR. We ran down to the Purple People Bridge, across the bridge, and then through Newport and like down by the river where those big, beautiful homes are. I know exactly what you're talking about. That's one of my favorite spots in this area. I had never been there. I cannot get over the homes. It's stunning. I like, I pick out my favorite house each time and it always changes. Oh my God. It was beautiful. So this day it was, it was sometime last week when it was like close to 90 and holy shit, did I feel the heat while I was running and Brad is a is a really fast runner. So he was setting the pace as we were crossing this bridge in Newport that is like sneakily this really steady incline. So I have like this I know you're you talking know what I'm about. Ta- no, yes. I'm talking about I do. We're, I'm running this this bridge hill and the sun is beating down on me and I am like near wheezing. I cannot breathe. My heart is pounding and I don't know if this has ever happened to you but automatically my body wants to start crying. Oh, every single day. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I was like, oh my God, this is like my parasympathetic nervous system taking over. Like you got to stop doing what you're doing because it's too much. But I know I couldn't stop because I was like close to our walking point. So I kept pushing. I'm about to like Good. start dry sobbing. I'm like, I hate this so much. I hate this so much. I'm impressed that you're able to run. I'm not a good runner. I'm like a jogger or like a power walker. Well, clearly I'm not that good either since I about <laughs> died trying to run over this hill, but I made it and I knew that it was, you know, I was kept just kept thinking, keep going. This is going to make you stronger. If you're getting through this and you're not breaking down and crying, you can only come out better on the other That's side. That's very true. And you're getting a good tan at the same time. No, that truly, that was the, the <laughs> only saving grace there. Oh, I hated it. So what do you want to talk about? Fitness, wellness, trend, anything at all? What's on your mind? Yes. Yeah, so something I've been diving into recently is actually for my own health. Um, because as I talked about last time I was on, I have endometriosis and I've had some hormonal issues because of medicines that I've been put on. So kind of had to take matters into my own hands, research. I wanted to get a bunch of testing done and figure out what was going on with my body. Um, yeah. So I actually, a few weeks ago, got my doctor to do a bunch of blood work and I actually requested a vitamin test and I had a severe vitamin D deficiency. Uh, of course, you did, Olivia. There's like fucking 90% of the Every, population yes. is deficient in vitamin D. We all and do. it's so yes. important. 
It's crazy. I knew nothing about it. I've been doing all this research these past few months, just being indoors and um, trying to just figure out what's going on with my health because doctors aren't always as helpful as you want them to be. And my doctor put me on a vitamin D like regimen. Um, but I actually found out she prescribed me synthetic vitamin D. So started back from square one. Um, I have a chiropractor who's kind of more holistic and was talking to him and he actually put me on vitamin D3. Mm -hmm. I've been taking it the past few weeks. I take like 50,000 units a week because I guess oh, I was pretty week, severe. Yeah. Um, and it's actually been really helpful. I think I take 4,000 IUs a day. Okay. So what yep. is that? Yeah. Okay. So I think mine's 50,000 IUs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to catch up. Um, and I don't know, I've only been doing it for like three or four weeks now, but I do feel a subtle difference and I'm just now fascinated. I used to not really buy into all that stuff. Um, and now that I've kind of dipped my toe in the water, I'm starting to take magnesium powder at night to help me sleep. And I'm like yep. fascinated by this whole world now. Yeah. Yeah. The, the vitamin D is so important. I don't know if you have heard of Dr. Rhonda Patrick, no. but if you're doing research, look up Dr. Rhonda Patrick. Um, her website is foundmyfitness.com. She has a recent podcast episode with Joe Rogan, and she talks about the importance of vitamin D all the time, but particular, particularly with um, fighting coronavirus, mm -hmm. that people that, you know, looking at the people that have passed away from it, like 99% have been deficient in vitamin D, and, and it's just this huge place. She talks about it as like it almost has like the regulation that functions like a hormone. Like That's it crazy. is so I believe important. it. And nobody it's really – I had to beg my doctor to actually include that test on these tests. I feel like it's such an easy fix that a lot yeah. of people don't acknowledge or talk about, which I find kind of weird. Right. I mean, it's it's like supplements, good for your mood, just for so many different things. And um, a lot of people might be thinking, oh, you know, I, I have darker skin or I get tan really easy. I don't need – but people with more melanin actually need more vitamin D. Right. So it's pretty crazy. I'm, yeah. I'm the heavy, do you take magnesium? I take magnesium, yeah. I just um, started that too. I really like it. Particularly um, with help with hormone regulation too. And a lot of women are deficient in magnesium. Yes. And I, I think the medicines that I was on the past year really messed up my body and a lot of hormonal functions. So I've kind of been just taking the bull by the horns and trying to figure out and do research. And I'm yeah looking at, have you heard of like maca powder or like there's all yeah. sorts of different things I'm like now so fascinated by and I want to try. Yeah. That's a fun road to go down all the, the supplementation and, yeah. and wellness stuff. Cause that's I think good. it solves a lot of issues too. And no one, I feel like my doctors don't really ever talk about it. They want to maybe put you on medicines that maybe do more damage to your body. And this seems like such an easy fix that people just rave about. Yeah. Well, and you started it the right way. Like you got tested. You could clearly see, okay, this is something I'm I'm deficient in. This right. is what I need to supplement with. So that's great. Good for you. Taking control you. of your health. I'm excited. I, I don't know. I you, you, When you just aren't feeling right. And I was actually too, my, I would notice more of my hair was falling out. And I've, I have very wow. thick hair. I've never had that issue in my whole life. And I'm, you, you know, is something wrong with my hormones? What's going on? So I'm hopeful that this vitamin D will kind of reverse some of these symptoms I've been having. So I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, good. Good for you. Good for you. 
So what I want to talk about, this is this might be a little controversial, and I was kind of hesitant to bring it up, but it's been on my mind, so I feel like I really have to talk about it. So I'm, I want to talk about where I am with going back to fitness studios. Yes. So as they're, they're reopening, if you would have asked me in early April, I would have been first in line, knocking down the door, but now after months of at-home workouts and – with the weather turning nicer, I am in really in no rush to get back to traveling around to a different studio every day, finding the time to schedule it in my day, the travel, the, tra- the traffic, like all of it. I'm just – it seems overwhelming to me and I'm at, I know that I can get really good workouts in my living room with, you know, system of strength, park workouts – run, walk, you know, whatever it is, yes. I've been able to maintain a really high fitness level. In fact, I've, I've felt, I feel stronger than I have in a long time where I'm like, is it worth me, you know, jumping back into that head first? And I recognize that feelings are not permanent. You know, this is where mm-hmm. I am today. And I've had some conflict with it being wrapped up in my identity, you know, like I'm a big yes. person that goes to fitness studios. I, and I lo- and I don't want to take away that I do love group fitness, but I think one of the other big deterrents is too that it's not the same experience. And I and I want to put a caveat out there. I understand that business owners are trying to keep people safe. I absolutely understand, but for some unsolicited advice. The experience of some studios, it's it's not worth it to me. Now, I I know it's difficult. I'm not a business owner. I'm I'm not in their shoes. I know there are necessary protocols that have to be taken right now. But I think if I were a business owner, I would really be doing some research. You know, there's so much new research now coming out about coronavirus, and I would kind of be getting myself immersed in there and, and thinking logically and scientifically about the procedures that you're putting in place to keep people safe and then really examining, is this truly in place to keep people safe and stop, prevent the spread? Or is this all just a little bit of smoke and mirrors and we want people to think that we're being safe? And ultimately, business owners, I would think they they know their audience best, so they're going to make the decisions but just for me, where I am, I'm like, some of it is just, it's not worth it to me. I, I agree. I, I've been very nervous about it too. And I don't have any plans in the near future to go back. Um, I think now that it's summer too is a different, you know, topic because we can go outside and get our exercise in. Um, but yeah, I, I'm in the same exact boat as you, Chrissy. I've, I just don't want to risk it. And it's, it's scary if you can do the workout at home. And yeah. still have the, you know, like um, we do our TRX workouts at home with Nicole License Studio, and she's been great about um, we can put our TRX straps in our door frame and our front door, and um, just mixing things up. And she is opening her studio back up, but she's leaving the virtual option, which I like, so everyone yeah. can do what they feel comfortable with. And her class sizes are much smaller now, so everyone's spread out and. But yeah, I don't know if everyone is following those same protocols. I think Nicole right. did a great job, but I don't know. Well, I don't I'm, even, I'm even talking too about some like 
doing above and above and beyond kind of thing, which again, like I get it. I, I truly understand. I'm just speaking from my own personal experience. And, and I went, so I went to Hi-Fi last week, which was the first, um, the first fitness studio I've, I've been to. And the experience was great. Like it was touchless check-in. Didn't, you didn't touch anything. There were markers for the mats that were socially distanced, hand sanitizer everywhere. You bring in your own equipment. Before class, Tommy went through, you know, kind of the, the basic precautions that they're taking in terms of cleaning. He, he talked about what cleaner they were using, all that, like very much appreciated. We could refill water bottles that are touchless. We could use restrooms that were being cleaned after class. You know, it, it didn't feel like any added stress coming to the studio. It felt like they were take they were doing the right thing and really being mindful of, of the experience as well. But, you know, Olivia, at the end of the day, it is the business owner's right to run whatever kind of operation that they see fit. And it's also my right as a consumer to choose where I'm spending my money. Exactly. So I've canceled my class pass and I'm going to cancel all my reoccurring monthly memberships at places. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to just move to like purchasing class packs from my, my favorite studios of the moment. That's smart. I think that's a good way of doing it. And it, it still helps the studio that you're going to and then saves you money, you know, yeah. especially with what's going on right now. And because I'm I'm not going to be going at the rate that I was before. Right. At, at least right now. Again, I mean, I don't I don't think this is a forever feeling, but I'm just I'm just loving the flexibility that I have with it. Honestly, it's, it's really nice. Anything. Getting a taste of this is you don't have to get in your car and travel and you know, you're still getting a really good quality workout. So um, I think the business owners in the fitness world who are going about it the right way, I think um, they're going to be successful and they might even bring in clients who live in another state with the, keeping the virtual option, with it, which I think is really smart and a good business opportunity too. Yeah, no, I agree. And also to, to fitness studios, like if you have the opportunity to take classes outside, to put, you know, to use yes. the outdoor space, I feel like that I would welcome that so much. I'd be really excited to go do something like that. And I've been doing the workouts um, with Sarah Jenkins at mm -hmm. Siegler Park, and those have been my my favorite by far. That's awesome. So, just a word out there to the studios <laughs> if it's if it's worth anything to hear that what was I well have to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, our wild card, Olivia. Yes. What famous person style do you most identify with? I'm really excited to hear your answer. Oh, thank you. I have two, actually, because I can never narrow it down to one. Um, are you familiar with Kiernan Shipka? She was on Mad Men. I never watched Mad Men. She was like the daughter. I think her name was yep. Sally. She's yep. like way younger than me, but um, her style yep. is insane. I don't, she might be like 20 years old, but she's of been course. a style icon for like the past decade. Um, she's just beautiful. And she has this like, kind of eclectic mix. Like she's very feminine, but she'll, she'll wear something sparkly or glittery or with a collar, which is kind of what I do too, like mixing menswear with feminine pieces and textures. And I don't know, I really love her style. Totally. What's the second one? So the second one, um, her name's Gemma Chan. She was in Crazy Rich Asians. Yep. She was yep. the sister. I don't know what her character's name was, but her style... That the style in that whole movie was like jaw dropping. Like I could watch it again just to take style notes because it was insane. 
I agree. I I loved watching. It was so visually nice for the eyes. Oh my god, it was so like vivid and colorful, and that's my style, obviously. So I I liked what they were selling. I can't wait for the next movies. Yeah, no, that's great. I so I've said this before, but I'll <laughs> say it again. I, right now, currently, mm-hmm. I am just really vibing with Dory from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Okay, she's up there too on my book. It's her style is incredible. I love how over the top she is with everything. She like takes it to a level and then it just like goes beyond. And everything from her hair, her accessories, the makeup, everything is a full fucking look when she steps outside for a barbecue. And I love it. Oh my God. I was just watching um, the newest season today on Bravo and catching up. I have always been a one trick pony with my hairstyles. She makes me want to do fun things with my hair because it's incredible what she, her stylist can do. I, I know that's true. I mean, she probably has a team behind <laughs> yeah. her. So like, let's just call that out. But whoever is behind Dory, hats off to you. I, I just, oh, I just love everything about her. She's not afraid to take risks. No, and I think she's elevated everybody else's game too. I think a lot of more people are like her fellow housewives in Beverly Hills and on other franchises are upping their games because she's bringing it every single week. That was I, love, a very I, have, good place. I have like so many, so many looks of hers that I want to recreate. I'm really looking forward. I want to do like the 60s hair flip out with the yes. with the headband. Oh my God. Did you like her gold foil a couple of seasons ago? I think it was one of her first seasons. It was like a yep. season finale and she had all this gold, like slicked back foil. A oh, lot yeah. of it was oh, very yeah. polarizing. I personally loved it. No, I I loved it, and I love I loved her st- all the stupid little bobby pins she wore. Yes. I love it all because she just does it. She's just not, she just does it. She's confident. It, she wears the clothes; they don't wear her. I don't think everybody can pull that off, but she just does it flawlessly. Agree, agree. <laughs> oh, perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming back on, Olivia. I appreciate Thanks, you. Thanks for having me. Up. I know, of good course. to see you. Good to see somebody else, and per- you know, even on video set. <laughs> Definitely. My guest today is bringing celebrity trainer Anna Kaiser's full body dance cardio strength and toning workout to Cincinnati. AKT is a dance-based cardio fitness fueled by positivity and a combination of personal training and movement-based technique. With brand pillars like badassery, rhythm, community, and passion, seems like something totally up my alley. Please welcome franchise owner, Amanda Davis of AKT Mason. Hi, Amanda. Hi, good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for coming on this beautiful, sunny, hot day. Absolutely. Very hot and humid out. So (laughs) Summer has finally arrived. I'm here for it. Yes, I am too. So I'm super pumped to talk about this. I've had the chance to take a a digital class, I guess. Um, And I was, I was really blown away because I thought it was just dance cardio. And then I saw all the different types of class offerings, which I want to really jump into. But so before we get into your story, and I want to hear how this all came to be and, and how you developed a passion for this type of workout, but tell us about AKT to, to start, you know, how would you describe it to someone who's never taken it before? Absolutely. And I think you hit the nail on the head. So, so AKT is a dance-based fitness concept, but I like to describe it as a marriage of dance and HIIT training. So 
you get a mix of the dance, but it also has that high intensity interval training aspect where you have the really high cardiovascular moments, and then you have the uh, more low impact toning um, aspect. So to your point, we do offer four different modalities, um, and those are four basically four different class types. And each class type is very different, but they are all rooted in positive movement. Um, we can get into the class types if, if you'd like me to describe them. Yeah, I think that'd be great. And especially since Cincinnati really doesn't have, you know, this type of workout yet. So I think it, it would be great for people to hear. I, I, can you start with the bands? Because to me, when I saw the video, it looked like a modern day step aerobics class which I love step aerobics. It was like one of my first introductions to group fitness. And this looks like the 2020 take on step aerobics. Absolutely. And I always tell people the bands class is my absolute favorite. And I think it's the one that really drew me to AKT because I often get asked the question, do I have to be a dancer? Do I have to have that experience? And I'll get into my background, but I am not a dancer myself. And so when I first heard about this, I was really wondering, what what is this AKT? And when I went to, I actually was able to experience it in one of Anna Kaiser's studios in New York, uh, which is a really cool experience. And then I also went out to California for part of the franchise uh, Discovery Day and was able to experience it uh, in California. So um, both times I took the, the bands class, so it was the first one, and it really is, it's, you have these really high beams in your studio and you take the typical exercise rubber band and you throw it over the rafter and there's different weights for each band and you're holding them, but you also have a box in front of you. In front of you. So to your point, that that old school step aerobics, um, the box looks different, um, but it's, it's a box and you're doing a lot of movements over the box with the box that combined the strength and the cardio and with the bands being over the the bars on the top it really gives you that aerodynamic feel so it's less pressure on your joints but you're still getting that really good cardio workout and so you're holding the bands with your hands yeah right? yeah so you have your hands on the little plastic part and you're doing um, a mix of cardio as well as strength so the cardio will you know, last a few minutes and you're, you're learning moves and you're repeating them. So what I love about the workout, all four modalities is that the content changes every three weeks. So you really feel like you are starting to learn and catch on and you're feeling accomplished. You walk out of there and the first class you might be like, oh my gosh, what did I just do? Did I embarrass myself? But no, you don't. I mean, everyone's in the same boat, but you're then coming back and you are learning on uh, what you did the class before. I love that because then it feels like, okay, I can, I have time to learn this thing. I can master it and you can feel super good about it. And then it's like, okay, well, now we're going to be back to square one. So I feel like it would yep. definitely keep people engaged and, and guessing. It's like, okay, I get, got the last one. Now it's time for the next, the next time. Yep. I also think it allows you not to plateau. So we hear so many times with, with clients and just anyone in the fitness industry, they may love a workout, but then they get bored because they feel like it's the same, same workout. And we do offer four different styles of workouts and all four of those do change. So it does, it allows you to learn, to feel accomplished and then to challenge yourself differently the next time. Yeah. Love it. Okay. So bands and then there's the dance, right? Yes. 
Yeah. So dance is one of our signature classes, really where AKT started. Uh, Anna Kaiser, the founder, has an extensive dance background, and she really wanted to bring dance to the fitness world because every time she tried the different workouts, she always brought back that that dance roots to um, to really recenter herself. And so our dance class has those dance moves. So you will be doing, you will be learning a routine and doing that for a few minutes, and then you will go into strength. And so you'll do the upper body and then you'll burn out all of those muscles. And then you'll go back to the dance, do more cardio, learn some new moves, and then go move on to the other part of your body. So it is a mix. And that's what I try to tell people. It's not like you're dancing for, for 60 minutes. You have that mix up, which really brings your heart rate up and down. Yeah. So I did a dance class. I did a 30 minute one and, and there was probably like a a six minute block in between where we did some like glutes, triceps, abs. And for those six minutes, it is challenging. It is really difficult. It is. It's very difficult. We're really focusing on those smaller muscles that support the larger muscles um, and, it, and we do, we try to burn out all of those muscles by groups so that you, you know, you burn those out and then you're moving on to cardio and then you go burn out another group. Um, but it definitely, it is uh, a lot of small movements and a lot of reps. Yeah. I, I feel like when I think about dance cardio, there's a spectrum and there's one side of the spectrum that's like professional dancer you come, you know, you come in, it can be really intimidating where you were like doing the dance moves to the other side of the spectrum where maybe you're, you know, got some great music and there's some choreography, but it's kind of like basic fitness moves, you know, a lot of jumping and and definitely rhythm. What I loved about this was it, it did feel like it was right in the middle there where you you are learning a dance. Uh, you know, the instructor is like, okay, we're this learn, you learn the first chunk, you're going through, you'll do each kind of section of moves a couple of times to get it down. And then you're combining it over the class to at the end of the class, you've learned the whole dance and like, we're going to be able to, to run through. So I love that because you get the feeling of like being able to nail it. I love the, I love the, the nailing it yep. feeling, but I... I have to say, I was a little disappointed with myself. I'm going to, I'm going to blame it on the angle of the camera. I couldn't like totally follow the instructor if, as if I were like, you know, right behind someone and like looking in the mirror. So that's going to be my excuse because I was, I consider myself a pretty decent dancer and I have some dance background and I fell in love with group fitness through what, you know, kind of jazzercise was really like the first type and then Zumba and just, you know, loved those kind of formats, even cardio kickboxing, where you're just learning different choreography. But I was not so great at this, but I was like, oh, but if I could come back and do it, you know, the do the next time I'll be better the next time. And I just had this high expectation, expectation for myself that I was going to come in and just like nail it right away. But I think that's good because that's, it's mentally challenging too. I think that's why I love the, that mind body connection with it. I do. And I, I think I agree. I, and I've done a lot of these on demand. I've done them in the different studios and I still laugh at myself every time because I'm always, I'm either off beat or a little behind. But what I love about the studio too, when you take it in studio is everything is dark. And so we call our studio the factory 
and we have the disco ball at the top, the walls are black, and then we have really cool lighting. So it's not that bright, a traditional fitness room where everyone is looking at you or you feel like everyone's looking at you. Everyone truly is focused on themselves. And at the very end, we bring the lights down even lower and we do like the final dance and everyone just adds their own style to it. And it's fun. I mean, you see people who would come in and say, I would never dance. I'm going to be so uncomfortable. And they love it because I think it's just, it's a fun way to work out where you walk out, you feel like you have a really good workout. You don't really have to think about what you're doing. You're following along and learning um, and you feel accomplished after. Yeah. I mean, I was dripping in sweat for 30 minutes, like for that 30 minute workout and just in my living room. And that's not even in the environment that you described, which I feel like is the the missing piece. And especially what a lot of us are missing right now, where I was one, I, oh my gosh, at the start of quarantine, I was like, I hate working out in my living room. I cannot do it. I would be so frustrated. I'm like, I need the energy. I need the music. I need the instructor. And as humans, right, we adapt. I've now been able to get really challenging workouts in my living room. But this one in particular is something I feel like you, you need the the dark and the lights and the people to like add the full experience. I agree. And I like on-demand workouts and we have a great on-demand platform that we offer. And it's I, I love it as an extra tool. So I love the community aspect of boutique fitness. And I think that's what attracted me to AKT and creating that community where people, you know, it's, it's part fitness, but it's part community. And I really feel people go to these boutique fitness studios to see familiar faces, to be with their friends and to interact while getting a good workout. So I love the on-demand. I love it as a supplement when you just can't get to the class on time, but I'm with you. I really enjoy being there in person, experiencing it with other human beings. Yeah, it's a whole whole new element. And I feel especially right now where we can't go anywhere and we're missing like maybe a, a bar where you could get some of that dancing energy out or wherever it is. I'm like, this is the perfect place. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Okay, so we have, we have bands, dance. What's What's another one? So we have tone, which is our low impact workout. So this I like to describe as more of your Pilates bar type workouts where you're doing a lot of toning. It's really working those small muscle group, uh, small muscles and just burning out. And so we do the tone class and then we end with an active foam roll to really release all of the lactic acid, to release the muscles and get that good stretch at the end. Because I think a lot of times, if you're like me, I will go to a fitness class and sometimes I even skip the cool down or I try to leave the class early to get to work or wherever I'm going. And this foam rolling session is built into the actual class time. So it's not something where you're staying after. It's a, it's a very important part of it. So when we try to tell, you know, we have a lot of clients who will, um, at the various studios come in and say, you have four classes. What should I look at taking? You know, we always tell people it's a really good idea. You know, if you're looking for um, strength and cardio to take one of every class, because they all do offer something different. And I think with the tone class, it's really important for that toning and then the active recovery. I love that you guys add rolling and active recovery after I, more fitness studios need to do that. It's such an important part of, of recovery and just to have it added in there. Like you can get a killer workout 
in 45 minutes and then yeah. have that extra time to, to, you know, stretch it out. Like you said, it's great. Yeah. And then what's the last, there's one more, right? And the last one is circuit. So that is more of our traditional sports hit class where you're doing the 30 seconds on 30 seconds off. You're doing a lot of those traditional sports drills. Uh, so we will do things like burpees and, and holding balls and like the fast running and um, a lot of those, like I said, the traditional sports moves. So that is also a really good workout because it gets your heart rate up really fast and brings it down and, and back and forth um, in a lot quicker intervals than the bands and the dance class. This really, it's a really smart way to frame a fitness studio with different offerings like this that target different you know parts of the body aerobic capacity just that's where i think the, the future of fitness studios is going like it's great to specialize in one thing but but people want to have variety now and so if you're looking to keep people at your studio and create that community okay we've got to give them some different things to want to come to versus just strictly dance cardio because that's not going to keep everyone's attention for five, six days of the week where that's what, you know, most people that are, are serious into fitness are looking to have work workout. So that's, that's really smart. Cool. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think the, we like to tell people, you know, and, and class pass was a big thing and people do, you know, you'll do yoga at one studio and then you might do spinning at another. We, and we still support that. I love boutique fitness. I love all of the different owners that I've met in Cincinnati. And I think it is such a welcoming community, but for those that do want to be able to hit those different types of workouts in one studio, we are able to offer that. And I think that, you know, with everyone's busy schedule, especially in the light of all the recent events, it's nice to have that one place that you feel is, you know, your place to go to. Yeah. I've already seen myself. I was, uh, avid class pass user. I would be bouncing around. It was great to experience so many different things, but you do get a little fatigued and burnout where you're like, I just, I just want to like have made my one to two places that I know are going to deliver for me. I know they're giving me a quality product and I know the people are great too. And, and especially now after we've been home for this many months and people's routines have changed. I don't know if that, you know, how quickly that culture will resume of just bouncing around and going to a bunch of different places versus having a home base. I agree. And I think that's where people, the trust too, they want to make sure that they, they trust where they're going. And so, and I, and I do like the idea of trying different places because, you know, what brought me into a lot of this too, is trying the different uh, boutique fitnesses, but I like that we're able to offer something for, for everyone. If that's, if that's what they want. Yeah. Who is Anna Kaiser? Yeah. So Anna Kaiser is a, she is a celebrity fitness trainer who lives in New York and has an extensive background in dance. And she started her career really being a backup dancer for the celebrities, choreographing. Um, she spent a lot of time with Shakira and choreographing with her and dancing with her. So her background and love really is rooted in dance, which is so neat to see all of that transform into fitness. And she decided after all of her traveling and performing um, for all the celebrities that she wanted to, and she, and she loved fitness. So she wanted to take that and 
see how she could put that and make dance part of the fitness world. And a little bit of her background too is interesting. She, she started with, with the fitness as she would go to all these different gyms and she would go to spinning. She would go to CrossFit. She would go to these various ones and it wasn't creating you know the body that she wanted she was getting either too bulky or too lean and so with you know really studying and she went back and got all of her certificates um in in the physical fitness world and really wanted a concept that catered towards the women's body not only from a cardiovascular but from a physical and strength standpoint and that's where she created that marriage of you know, high intensity interval training is the fastest, most efficient way to get results, but the dance really balances, you know, being able to marriage that together with the strength balances that out. And it's fun. Yeah. And, and that is, do what's fun. Yeah. That's one of her big, her big things. If you ever listen to her, it's always, you have to have fun when you're doing it or you're not going to come back. So creating something that is fun, you can be yourself and really let loose while you're working out. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for the, all the different kinds of concepts because we're all so unique. Bio individuality is so real. Of course, there's not going to be one way that's going to speak to everyone to work out and to get results. And honestly, if we think about it, you know, 90% of the people into fitness, the, the result that they're looking for, it maybe is just that it's a release. It's a fun release. It's a different part of their day. They know there's going to be health benefits, you know, they, all of that, but not all of us want to have these insane fitness goals where we have, you know, a number associated with it or a time associated to it. It's, it's just it's have fun and be healthy and sweat and meet other people that, that want to do the same thing. I agree. I think a huge part of fitness for me is mental and really that, that mental release and, and setting your self up for your day or for your week. And, and I think the, the dance and the ability to just, step outside of your normal self and, and, you know, be a little different and experience something like that is definitely a, more of a mental thing. Yeah. So how did you fall into this? how did you get introduced? What's your, your background and your story? Yeah. So my, my background, I was, so I was born and raised in Toledo, Ohio. So I'm not uh, native to the Cincinnati area, but my mom actually grew up here. So I have a lot of cousins and, and relatives that live in Cincinnati, but born and raised in uh, Toledo, Ohio, and I was a sports junkie when I was a kid. I loved sports. I loved my mom and, and dad at the time. Would you want to try this? Sure, I want to try it. Uh, so I, I really did try all of the sports and um, did a few of them in high school. My I think my biggest passion with all this was I was a, a competitive gymnast growing up. So yeah, so very very young I learned just the importance of body control and fitness and the you know dedication that it takes to, um, you know, being a sport like that. So that really created my love and passion for fitness. And from, from there, I went on to college um, in Ohio at the University of Dayton and did not continue sports there, but was very active and, and worked out quite a bit and got a degree in business. And then I ended up going back and getting my uh, master's as well um, in organizational development and did the business route for a while. So I spent about 14 years selling uh, higher ed technology solutions to universities. And 
it, I would travel quite a bit with my team. I would travel visiting clients and I would always go to the boutique fitness studios and my team would laugh because I'd be traveling with one of them and I would sign us up for a 530 AM spin class or a yoga. I mean, I tried, I tried it all and I just fell in love with it. I went to these boutique fitness studios in the one was in Boise, Idaho. And I, I went and I felt welcome there and they didn't know me from, from anyone. And they knew I wasn't going to become a member and they were still so welcoming. And it really set my day. I walked out of there. I was away from my family. I have four young kids at home and, you know, so it's a, it was a struggle to be away, but I just felt great. And I felt like it set me up for my meetings and, and to be my best version of myself. So it was about a year and a half ago. I told my husband, I was like, I really want to shift gears and follow my passion. And we stayed up and had some wine and, and, you know, talked through it. And I said, I just love these boutique fitness studios. I'm like, I want own one of those, or I want to work something. And he was just like, let's do it. Let's figure this out. And he was so supportive. So we really went on the journey of, I always knew it was fitness, but we did explore what franchising looked like from a lot of different angles. So we actually met with a broker and we, he was, he basically asked, are you going to be, are you able to be open-minded and look outside of fitness? And I said, yeah, I want to, you know, see what everything looks like. And we were presented a lot of options, spent a lot of time researching it. And I wasn't, we didn't hear about AKT really till the tail end. And because it was a newer fitness concept, this is about a year and a half ago. And we decided to explore a little further. And when I, I actually went to New York for a work trip for my uh, current job at the time, and that's when I was able to experience it. And I came back and told my husband, I was like, this is it. I mm-hmm. love this. So we went up with the process of franchising and, and met the team and um, moved forward. So we're doing between three and four locations in Cincinnati. Whoa. So yeah. Mason is number one. Yeah. So Mason's number one. And we are looking to go into uh, Westchester and looking at Kenwood and Hyde Park. So wow. that's crazy. I mean, to think about, and I took a look at your LinkedIn before, and I was like, you had a fully established career. And to, to make that change, that's, that's not an easy decision at all. I can only imagine because I'm in that position too, right? I've been in my career now for 10 years. I've worked really hard. I put a lot of time and energy into it. And, you know, I'd heard you say, we kind of had some wine, but you know, what was, what was your thought process like to leave something so familiar? Were you, were you afraid? Did you have any doubts? Oh my gosh, absolutely. And I think it's, it's one of those, and I, I am the person who I like comfort. I like my routine. I like security. And my husband, I think more so on the other side is, is the risk taker. And I just got to the point where I loved what I did. And I loved my team. I had a great team. I loved, you know, we supported universities. I loved the mission. But when it really came down to it, I needed to figure out, you know, I I have four kids at home and I was traveling a lot. I'm like, if I'm going to be away from these kids, I need it to be something I really, really care about and something that I want to have a big impact on. And I think that 
the fitness space is where it is for me. So yes, very, you know, it was a huge, huge jump, a huge leap of faith. And we're still hoping, you know, to open here in the next month. And it's still, um, still a, a wild ride, but I just felt like I needed to take this chance and follow something that I truly, truly believed in. And with having young kids, I have two daughters and two sons, eight and under. I want them, I want them to see the example of their parents doing something that they're passionate about, even if it is risky and it's neat. My, my eight-year-old and even my six-year-old, my eight-year-old is my daughter. And she actually is a competitive dancer, um, as well as competitive gymnast, but she is really into AKT and she's come to the events and she's talking about it and they understand the sacrifices we're making for it. So it's been really neat to see, to see that side of the family aspect. Yeah. So not only you had to make this big career jump and then you're now opening a fitness studio in the middle of a pandemic where fitness studios are shut down. I have felt, I've felt for obviously all studio owners, but then the few that I know like you that are trying to open, start something new right now. Like how has that been? How have you felt? What has your mental state been like? It has definitely been a lot of highs and lows for sure. Uh, to be honest, we were on such a fast track. I actually just came right before they shut all the schools down and all the businesses. I was out in California doing some manager training with my manager and came back and immediately everything shut down. And we had a lot of events planned because when you open these boutique fitnesses, you go through about a 14 week uh, pre-sale process. And you're trying to, especially for us with a brand that Cincinnati is not aware of, you're trying to get the word out. You're trying to educate people on what AKT is, doing a lot of events, partnering with different businesses. So we actually had a lot of that planned. And so I was really excited to come back from California, hit the ground running, and it completely stopped. So I would say that first week, it took me a while. I mean, I... I cried. I had to just really refocus myself and, you know, position, okay, this is okay. It's a learning experience. We're going to get through it. And we did, you know, we had to do a lot more virtual. Um, Our, you know, our franchise orbit was great, really providing support. Um, But now that things are starting to open up, we, what my manager and I did, we did a lot of work that is going to hopefully set us up for success once we open. So a lot of those things that you may not have time for because you're in the midst of trying to do all these events. We did a lot of planning um, and really thinking through our business during the, I guess the downtime. Um, But now we're, you know, we're doing some events and our studio constructions complete this week. So we'll be able to, now we'll be able to actually host events in our studio prior, which before you typically open right away once your studio is done. Yeah. So do you have an opening date yet or still tentative? We are still tentative, but we're shooting for mid-July. Yeah. As a soft open. So that's great. And maybe that would even be people, people might have a better mindset when it comes to getting back into studios and just, you know, be ready to really try something new after we've been doing all of our living room workouts for so long. Yep. I think so. And, and, you know, it's something different and we, we offer all of our first classes are free. We want people to come in and, and 
you know, we have a special class dedicated to a preview of what AKT is. And it's a little bit of a mix of the bands and the dance so that somebody can come in. They don't feel like they have to try. I mean, all four classes are very different, but we try to do one class that will give them a little bit of um, all the classes. So that will hopefully get some people in and, and be able to experience AKT in person. Yeah. So I got an inside scoop that you have some really high caliber instructors working for you. Can you tell us a little bit about, about them? Yeah, we do. So I'm extremely excited about, we have a really good mix of trainers and Anna from Pure Bar, who owns Pure Bar in Kenwood has been such an amazing uh, friend to me through all of this. She fell in love with AKT prior to uh, meeting me. And then when she found out AKT was coming, we, we met up and she just has been, like I said, been very welcoming and she loves it. She's like her biggest champion. Yeah, no, she's, she's been so great. So she has two instructors from her studio that are going to be um, obviously continuing teaching with her, but they're also going to be teaching for us. Um, We have some others who come from other studios, the LB uh, and Rookwood. So we have some very experienced trainers from there as well. And then we have, you know, some, some newer ones who have professional cheer background and dance background that um, are coming on board and they are very relatable to the community that we're um, going to be serving. So yeah, I'm, I'm extremely excited. I can't wait to take their classes and, and be up there every day with them. Yeah. And, and did I see that Jordan Nobby yeah. is an instructor? Uh, yeah. She's Past guest, Jordan Cooper, for those that aren't aware, she got married, but she has such a great following and her energy is, she's just like one of those, like a Cincinnati fitness staple, like in the community, she's just like Jordan Cooper's a a pillar there. So you got yourself a good one. Oh yeah. She has been wonderful too. And she, she has the background of helping Psycho Bar get up and running too. So her and I met a while back and she's been such a great resource for me too. And What's neat too is all of these instructors, we've had some team meetings and they just genuinely really care about each other. Some of them have known each other, some haven't known each other, but it's it's a really neat community. And I think for trainers specifically, it's it's a, a really strong bond that they have with with fitness and serving their clients. So I'm I'm really excited to have such a good group. Yeah, no, it sounds great. I can't wait to come in and take a class. Can't wait. Yes, you have to. Anytime we're we're actually starting some in person, uh, small uh, group preview classes towards the end of June, beginning of July, before we open, and then we'll have a lot of the preview classes running, um, hopefully mid to end of July, for people to come in and try. Yeah. So stay, stay tuned for more. Yeah. So shifting gears a little bit, I want to hear. You know, I heard that you love boutique fitness. You've been hopping around, but what have you? What have you been doing recently? If we can't get into studios, you know, what does your your physical fitness routine look like right now? Yeah, so I do. So I definitely do the AKT on demand platform that we have. So I, I do a lot of that because I'm the type of person I naturally lean towards cardio. I just love how it gets my heart rate. So for me to focus on strength, I like to be told what to do. <laughs> amen. Amen. Yeah. So I, I do a lot of running. So I like to start my morning with a run and then I will do 
somewhat of a, I'll either do the AKT or I'll do my own mix of hit workout. I have in our basement, we have some weights. So I will do, you know, a mashup of different strength where I might, you know, sprint on the treadmill and do some weights and sprint. I try to target different body groups, but I'll be honest for me, I like being in the studio and I feel a little all over the place with not having you know, and I'm very scheduled. So I would do like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I would do a hit class at the gym and then I'd run. So it's been somewhat of an adjustment, but I think running for me too has always been a staple. It's a way to really clear my head and start the day. And I just, I love that. And then I try to incorporate the strength later on. Yeah. You're one of those runner types. I, (laughs) I wish I could say that running cleared my head, but if anything, it just like Oh, I just, I, I like intervals on a treadmill. I really like that because I can get into the zone. I know it's for a short period of time. I can like give it my all, but oh, just outside, I'm just like, where am I going? What's the point? I can't even look at anything because I'm just moving so fast, I guess. <laughs> I can't get into the zone. I know obviously tons of people love it and they are just like in it, clears the mind, it's mental. I just can't get there. You know, it, well, I never, I never enjoyed running. I never really enjoyed cardio. I was a gymnast. And so we were very much strength and short bursts. And I think it's when I went to college and I laugh about this all the time because our rec center, we didn't, I wouldn't even call it a rec center, but we had about two or three treadmills and like five ellipticals. And at the time the ellipticals were the popular thing for all the girls. And so I mean, we had a whiteboard where you waited in line and they wrote your name and the treadmills, no one liked the treadmill. So I was like, well, I need to get to class. So I got on the treadmill and that really is where I started learning to run. And then it really became mental after that. But no, I, I was not, I wouldn't say I was a natural runner uh, from the get-go, but I more so forced myself and then fell in love with it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That just was reminding me about the elliptical in college yep. or like everyone yep. loved the ellipt- I mean, I am guilty too. I would have my like little interval set ready to go. I would do the same thing all the time. Like talk about plateauing. Like there, I, I'm just just in a constant loop on that fucking elliptical. <laughs> well, that's what that's my way. And I put a magazine up there, and it's like, I, was I even really working out? I don't know, but I was on the on the. Elliptical. I know. I'd be like people because people watching TV like. Uh, well, I think that had its moment. I don't know. Maybe people still use the elliptical, but. Like, let's yeah. get off. Let's, let's get off. Let's try something new. You, you can be more than the elliptical, but if you love the elliptical, I guess stay on it. Right. Who cares? Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> what about, um, we think about self-care or anything that helps you mentally. What do you do to take care of yourself? And especially like four children, eight and under, and then quarantined with their not in school. I, just, yeah. I feel for mom so much. <laughs> Oh my God. That that was part of my big adjustment for sure with the quarantine and trying to, ho- I'm not a teacher. Uh, I've, I've learned that if I didn't already know that uh, the patience just is not there, but no, I think, I think for me, I like to, I try to, and I think over quarantine it's helped because I had a little bit more time in the morning where I wasn't rushing the kids and I couldn't go anywhere. So I really got into a routine of making sure I was up before the kids were up And I mean, it sounds silly, but I will get up and have my cup of coffee, make my to-do list and just really sit there for 30 minutes and and center myself and mentally prepare. And then I do, I try to work out or do 
um, you know, my run or whatever it is before. And they might be getting up, but my husband, he's obviously been home because of quarantine too. So it's been nice to have that morning. Whereas before I I was rushing, I was setting the alarm, jumping, you know, moving so fast. And it's, it's allowed me to center myself a little bit more. I'm interested to see even me without having children. I feel if I look back, I was always in a rush, always in a state of like the next, the next, the next, the next. And that has slipped away with quarantine. And so now when I, I don't want to go back to that rushing place. Like now that I'm removed from it, I can see, oh God, that was not serving me. I was not bringing me joy. Yep. How do you feel about making that adjustment? You know, knowing sometimes you, you, it's life, you can't avoid it, but. Well, it's funny. I listened to a podcast a while back and she was saying, I'm a big Rachel Hollis fan. And she was saying that you really need to think through, and this is probably, I think probably two or three weeks ago, but really before everything is like starting to reopen, what habits have you formed positive habits during this quarantine that you don't want to let go? And what did you let go negatively that you don't want to bring back? Because it is so easy to, as soon as things start to open, and I'm already seeing it creep up. I mean, I am starting the whole rush again and the kids sports have started and what are you going to hold sacred and keep that you really cherished and grew from? And so I've been, I've been wrestling with that too, because with the business opening soon and having to be up at the studio now, I mean, construction's almost done. So we're rushing back and forth, but I've been trying to, you know, keep that morning routine, keep that slot. And then I did a lot of like unwinding at night where we would walk the dog and have some family time. So we're trying to keep all that. It's, but it is a challenge. I mean, it's hard when everyone goes back to their schedules and I, I do like my family to be active. So I think it's going to be a constant struggle, but I'm determined to focus on it. Yeah. I like that. I like that concept of what do you want to hold sacred? I think if you think of it that way of like, okay, this is a non-negotiable, what there's, there gotta be other things that I can say no to, because this is the one thing that I want to keep going. I think for me, it would be, i I loved cooking before. It wasn't a new, a new found joy, but I just had gotten so far from it because I didn't have time. You know, it was microwaving things or just throwing something together quickly. And every Saturday would be like my day. You know, it'd start late afternoon. I'd get a complex, long recipe that I'd never done before, have some wine, like put on some good music, just be able to slowly get like there's again no rush to get dinner ready then we would enjoy the meat I'm like that is something that I do not want to let go of and I don't have to you know I think this feeling of like I can I'm in control of my life I can decide what is in and what's out but I think I just sometimes get so caught up in the going 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 the doing 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 that's like come back to oh this is a sacred thing we're gonna hold this well it's always saying yes to you know we we are social beings and always feel that guilt of saying yes. And to your point, cooking and a nice glass of red wine is my favorite thing uh, ever. (laughs) So good. Yeah. And and yeah, I mean, I did over quarantine. I actually had time to think on Monday, what, what meals do we want to do? Do I want to try something new? And I was thinking today, I'm like, Oh, I didn't do too, too good this week holding that up because we're kind of scrambling, but it is, I think it's, we have control and we're able to decide that. And it's just, I think making it a priority, like we do everything else. Yeah. Yeah. 
for sure. And, and giving yourself grace, it won't be perfect every time. It's not ever going to be like it was for those couple of months in quarantine where absolutely nothing was going on. And that's a good thing. Like we, that's a good thing, but you know, just kind of giving ourselves grace to adjust again. I'm also interested, how, how have you seen your fitness and your self-care evolve like pre motherhood to now? Because I would imagine you have significantly less time to yourself. And so someone that was, you know, really act, you know, loved fitness, how did you, you know, make that transition or what did it look like? No, absolutely. I think the a big thing was, well, first I, about 15, I would say like 15 years ago, fitness for me was very much more of the physical and, and not, not necessarily I needed to look a certain way, but it just, I worked out because it made me stronger. It gave me, you know, more energy and, and more of the physical aspect. And I think with the, having the kids, what's transformed on that aspect is I work out just as much for the mental clarity and the stress relief from, and you know, it's, it's not just the kids, but it is. I mean, there's so much going on. There's the kids, the job, the social obligations. And for me to go to that space for an hour a day is, is transformational for my mood and and how my day goes. So I think that shift from it being very much, okay, I'm doing this to, you know, for my body, I'm doing this now both for physical and mental. And I had more time to go to the gym whenever I wanted to back then, right? I would either go before work or after. And now I schedule everything. So when I used to go to an office up in like the Mason um, Blue Ash area, I joined a gym so I could go at lunch because with the when that's when the kids are real young and I needed to be home. So I would go at the lunch hour. And then when they started getting a little older and it shifted, I joined a gym that had childcare so I could pick them up. So I feel like I just, and it is, it's funny. It's like every six months it shifts of like my routine, but I make sure that I keep a routine and I keep it scheduled because it's important to me. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Again, said it a million times. We're adaptable. It doesn't always have to look the same way. It can change. It's going to change. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. 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 So Amanda, what does being fit mean to you? I think so I, I think being fit to me means both the mental and the physical. And if those two are aligned, I feel like I can take on whatever the day or the week or the family or job is needing of me. Um, and that's where I, like I was saying with the mental aspect, I think it's just as important because if I'm mentally strong, spiritually strong, physically strong, there's a lot that we're going to be handed. We're going to have good days. I mean, we all just went through quarantine like, there's a lot. And I feel like being fit is really that, that holistic view of, of yourself, not just physical, uh, but really prepares you for, prepares you for life. Yeah. Yeah, I know there's so many, I've heard so many metaphors, analogies of like being fit is all about being able to adapt and being able to overcome challenges, which is exactly what life is. Absolutely. So where, um, are there any upcoming events, any, you know, any pop-ups or anything people can, can put on their calendar right now or just stay tuned? Yeah, so we are going to actually be, so we have virtual ones that are taking place, so on Friday, we're having one at noon, 
And then on Saturday, we're having one at 9 a.m. And the virtual, basically, we'll be on a Zoom meeting. We'll log in and introduce ourselves, and you'll be able to experience a 45-minute preview virtually. Um, and then we are also, one that we are doing is going to be at Sonder uh, Brewing Company, which we had planned prior to, but we are going to be doing that one uh, on June 27th on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. So more information will come on that. And then we do have a lot of uh, preview classes that we'll be launching next week that are in person. Awesome. awesome, awesome. And where can people follow along and, and get all the details? You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the AK, at AKT Mason. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it so much. For a reminder to listeners, follow on Instagram at What the Fit Podcast, me at Chrissy Grody. If you like the idea of more people hearing this podcast, please rate and review on iTunes. It helps drive eyeballs to the podcast. And if you're loving What the Fit, help support the podcast with a monthly contribution to the Patreon. And if monetary contribution is just not possible right now, it's so helpful to share the podcast on your social media. Tell your friends. You want to collaborate, connect, suggest guests, DM me or email me at What the Fit Podcast. Thanks so much. <laughs>